Hello. Hello. Nana. Hello, Montreal. Hey, Nana. How you going? Good. How you guys doing? I'm fucking good, mate. We. I, I just want to welcome cunts to episode 12 of Beer and Other Shit this Podcast. Is, this is the most amount of people we've had on one episode at one time, I believe. I would uh, concur with that wholeheartedly. I would say that it would be a grand total of four cunts. Say it with me, people. Four cunts. Four cunts. Four cunts. So, Scotty, who you... Okay, so where are you, Scott, right now? So, Brad and I are in the hood. We're in Scarborough, Toronto. All right. uh, We're holding it down here. So, that's... Um, uh, that's, Is that Notion? Is that Notion Dog? Mate, that is I. How you doing, mate? Notion Dog on the MIC. We're chilling, man. Illnote Studios, Scotty Cole, beer enthusiast, my man to my right. Fucking that is... actually. who are you? Who are you, cunt? Well, you know what? I didn't really, we didn't do the proper formal introduction, but my name is C. I'm a certified brewhead. And who the fuck are you? I'm a brewhead. You are? I am Phil of the brewheads from America. From America. America. All the way live here in Montreal. We are the Frenchiest cunts in the building right here. We have America. Frenchy. We have France. We have motherfucking T. Dot and the Leafs. Actually, you didn't do the proper <laughs> introduction. I Sorry, we didn't get to do the proper, like, uh, we're just fooling around now, aren't we? We're not yeah, even... Yeah, we're, uh, we're just fluffing around. You know what? Who cares? Yeah. This is our podcast. You don't like it? Yeah. Fucking fast forward it, cunt. <laughs> not really. Okay, sorry. So anyway... All right, let's... Be yeah, let's get to business. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? You know what we normally do at the start is we go straight to sponsors and then we can start talking shit. So the sponsors right now... Who's the first sponsor? You can tell them, cunt. Who's the first sponsor? I don't know, dude. So the Brewheads starts with a B, mate. Is the motherfucking sponsor? You got to tell the people what they finna get if they head over to thebrewheads.com. If you go to Brewheads, enter in the promo code to get yourself a nice discount. What's the promo code? You don't even know, oh, do you? B A O S. I guess y'all ain't using it enough then. Otherwise, you'd know no. what the fuck the promo <laughs> code not. is. Yeah. All right. Well, B-A-O-S, how much percent, how much percent, what am I, Canadian? How, what, what discount do they get? We increase it, so I believe it's 15%. 15%, yes, 15%. now you were paying attention. 15% off all the shit, Brewheads, they got these dope-ass motherfucking leggings that I'm wearing right now. I didn't want to call them <laughs> leggings. Are... They're yoga pants. No, they're pants. leggings. No, you're, you were wearing leggings. You they're really tights, are. Yeah. Yeah. Yoga pants. <laughs> yoga I'm pants. finna do yoga in that shit. I'm finna rock these to the gym. And are these the, are these unisex? Are these pants unisex, by the way? Or they they, um, yes, they can be. They're hop pants, so they're for men or women. Hop pants. Okay. Hop, hop pants. Hoppy. The pants mm. that have hop on they're, hops on them. They're hot hot pants or hop pants. They're both, aren't they? Oh, they're hot slash pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, thebrewheads.com is the shit. We're gonna get into that in more detail. And y'all want to cop these uh, hot pants? You know where you gotta go. The second sponsor, OriginalGentleman.ca, is it? Fuck, uh, I always I forget. Like it's.com, to be honest. <laughs> we really should know this now. <laughs> Fucking Google it. Original gentlemen, plural, all the men, all your beard grooming needs, brushes and, and combs and beard oil and shaving shit, whatever you need, head over there. What's the promo code, Scott? Tell them. Uh, beer, B-E-E-R, B-E-E-R. How many E's are in here? <laughs> Two, right? B-E-E-R. I've had one, I swear to God. <laughs> you getting, uh, getting, got a bit of a head start on us, mate. And so, yeah. It's been a long day. Yeah, it has that. And you got 10% off all your fucking uh, beard face grooming shit over there. Oh, and yeah. uh, thirdly, Uncle Nosh, why don't you tell him? Break yeah, it down, Nosh. Sponsor this beautiful show and I yeah. make you sound uh, pretty boss, as it were. 
So uh, if you yes. give me a shout and you want anything mixed, uh, any tunes, any podcasts, any commercials, whatever you need, it is sounding like it needs some work. Give me a shout. I can give you 15% and match Uncle Phil there. Illinois Studios, uh, got what you need. Give me a shout. Damn right Holla. you do. Holla. And yeah, uh, lastly, highseasoncode.com. You need to help with your social media. Are you a shit cunt on Instagram? Are you fucking whack as tits at Twitter? Do you not even know how to press post on Facebook, you dumb cunt? Well, or could you simply us. not be fucked? <laughs> What'd you say? Is that your, is that or, your slogan? Or if you simply could not be fucked. Give yeah. Uncle C yeah. Fees yeah. a shout. CBF, and call C. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Holla. Highseasoncode.com, bitch. Go to contact. Contact me. Be like, hey, yo, cunt. I heard this shit on the podcast when you guys were talking about beer, and I want the help because I'm shit at it. And I'm like, yo, I got you, B, and that's how it'll go down. So there's sponsors. So I forgot. Like, yo, Notion, this is your second time on the podcast, so welcome back, yep. homie. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Very good to have, have you back. And we figured that, look, yeah, since mate. Phil is a, uh, you know, we've been mates for a hot minute. This is Phil's second time in Montreal, and this time he brought along his better half, Auntie Lauren. Hey. She's holding it down. And, uh, you know, we thought, what better time, you know, since we all couldn't uh, be in the same room. This is the first, no, the second Skype podcast. Second Skype podcast. Second yeah. Skype one. Are you joking the screen, bro? That's what it looked like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was right. actually stroking uh, one of the beers that we're going to be oh, checking out later on. He was, it a good he was little, just like, caressing it. Yeah, like ooh, a bit just of for a the listeners at home, we're actually doing a bit of a Skype thing, so uh, the four of, us, four of us could actually see each other, and we're yeah. doing erotic things that erotic uh, you things. can't see. So just it's fun. Case. It's a little different than being you know face to face, but uh, you know yeah. it does the trick. It does the trick. We get it across. Yeah. So we're like, you know what? It made sense to have Uncle No. She's going to be in the studio with you anyway. Like, Might as well. I can talk about some beer, mate. Why not? You know, there's that connection. So. Fucking, uh, we might even, we'll see how we go. If, if we get into it, this might even be a two-parter. If that's what the people want, we're going to give the cunts what they demand. Well, let's Absolutely. fucking rip into it, mate. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So basically, oh, no, do you know what we have to do? What do we do first? Run the song. Run the oh, song. Wait, run oh, wait, on. Run that. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. Deserves a few gunshots, being a few lit. flame emojis. Being I'm pretty sure. You know what I'm saying? A few of those. Oh, it's just a gorgeous rap song, man. It's mm, just gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so Phil, what's up? How's uh, Montreal been, homie? What the, what the deal? Tell it's, us about Mon- MTL. It's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, Tiff and Craig have been great hosting us here, and we've just been doing all kinds of stuff, having fun. Uh, beer bars, breweries, cat cafes, and vegan yeah. food. That's how we do it. There's two, <laughs> yeah, there's two cat cafes in Montreal, and we hit You're both. You're kidding me. Both. Legit. Wow. Two. On the same day? One yesterday, one today. Check Snapchat, oh, though. My Check God. Snapchat. You can hit me on Snapchat. I'll do it C-W-T-M-F. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty, pretty funny. Actually, honestly, cat cafes is that next, next. You, know, I mean, you have a lot pumpkin latte, fucking stroking the kitty, mate. Jesus. What more do you want, you know? <laughs> Actually, it doesn't, like doesn't get much better than that, I guess. Seriously, yeah. Are we? Uh, do they serve? Do they serve beer at the cat cat phase? Is is the question? Not these no. ones, unfortunately. No. Mm. The food was. Do you want to? Do you want to start one, a beer one. bar with cats running everywhere? <laughs> We've been discussing <laughs> I think, it. 
we may be on to something here. <laughs> <laughs> We've, I'll uh, see that and I'll raise you. We can do some exotic we'll, animals. We'll get that cat from Bo's. That, uh... The little oh ginger, God. the drunk ginger cat. <laughs> yeah. Throw it around there. Cunts can pay to give it a stroke. Oh my god! No I don't know about you guys, but uh, I w- I'm dying to just crack a beer while we chat. So yeah, I, I was about it. to say. So what are we going today, boys? Tell them about it. Oh, first uh, up, first yeah, up. you want to break it down? No, oh, sure. I was. Uh, we went to one of the things we did this week was we went to Ottawa, our nation's yep. fine capital, and we Shout hit up the, the LCBO as you do. So I didn't realize. I thought I had this, but Side Launch, uh, which are, is a brewery from Collingwood, Ontario, which is about to correct me if I'm yes. wrong, so like an hour and a half, two hours north of Toronto. Yep. Um, and they've got this brewery. It used to be called... Oh, uh, oh um, Garrison's. Denison's or Garrison's? Denison's. One of the two. Denison's? Cool. Denison's, they ch- yeah. They changed their branding and uh, the name. And, and pretty- they added a few beers to their repertoire, I believe, because they only had like the, the Vice and the Dunkel from what I knew before. So they didn't have the pale? No, didn't have the pail, and this I had this dark lager recently. It's actually delicious too. So, well, I look forward to uh, doing it. Shall we do a simultaneous? Uh... Absolutely. Are we ready? Count me in. Uh, okay, never mind. You're good. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Nana. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. You get so, pretty excited about cracking a beer, don't you, mate? Yeah, I like see Feezy. Me? It's a pretty ex- exciting. Oh, you love thing. it, mate. Oh, uh, look. You know what, Brad? This is what we hear. Sorry, if you had a th- if you had a third that. hand, I know where it'd be. You know where it'd be. Mate, do I? Deep in my hop pants. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I am a fan of dark lagers. It's it's kind of a unique style to me. I don't know. It's like it blends like light, crisp and refreshing and like full bodied. And so is that the same as a black lager or is that actually different again? Yeah, I think it's a dark lager and black lager are generally the same. same Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they're relatively similar. Uh, there must just be some checking. sort of like formal. No, it's a great question. Great question um, for the layman out there. Just just getting into it. I never really, a whole, uh, like me. Yeah, go on. Sorry, continue. No, I was saying that the the idea of of lager is like light, crisp, easy drinking, right? And then you bring the dark aspect to it, and you get kind of a little roastiness and maltiness. So, mm-hmm. so I don't more know. Let's f- take more flavor. Let's take a sip stuff. of it and see what we feel about it. I don't know. Cheers, cheers guys. guys. Cheers up there, in Montreal. Cheers. cheers. Cheers from Toronto. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm. All right, then. All right, homie, I'll fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Let's take the photo. Look, Phil, we still have to do the beer photo. Doesn't Shit doesn't... Yeah. Shit doesn't stop. Scotty real, Dingle, let's fucking... Real shit don't stop. That's actually pretty solid, eh, it, wicky, wicky. Yeah, take this little bad boy. Let me, we're just going to do a little flick if you yeah, want to keep talking there, uh, yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with this. Uh, it's actually uh, 5.3%, so it's a little, you know, still in the sessional range. Um... It's definitely got that multi roastiness that uh, one would uh, expect. Yeah, definitely multi action. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think you're right, though, Scotty. Like the the dark lagers in and of themselves are like a really cool, like not new style, but sort of it's starting to come more and more into like fashion or whatever the fuck, like somewhat of a of a trend and a and a positive one. Like mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of these things. It's true. I've only had like three total. Um, so I need really? to up my game heavy. Oh yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see them that often. So, Phil, what do you think? Being, uh, you know, now you've been sampling Canadian brews all week. It's it's, it's pretty good. It's out. It's not. Uh, what not crazy? It's out of, no, it's it's a good lager. I, I could drink it. I, I'm not a huge fan of lagers. So in general, good point. Yeah, it's uh, what, it's definitely. What's uh, what's your favorite style of beer? Are you like an IPA guy or like a Russian Imperial Stout guy or 
I gotta say IPA and like all the hoppy beers are always my yeah. go-to, but I try yeah. to try to branch out as much as I can and try things that I normally or I don't wouldn't default to. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, what would be potentially your like favorite beer of all time? Do you have like That's a favorite? too hard of a question. You can't do that. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> of your favorite styles, so you said the hoppy beers are your favorite style. So I I assume somewhat of an IPA. Yeah. Do you IPA, have a right. favorite? IPA or at least like, you know, like top five rappers, like a, a top five IPA list? Or is that like a really big question to throw in a cut? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty, it's a difficult question. I guess it all depends on what, what you're in the mood for. Anything you spring want a balanced to my, IPA or you right. want in a hot bomb or... Right, so there's know. no like a one that if you see that, you grab that every time. Yeah. Not I, really. Let's just say all, all craft beer is my favorite. <laughs> you are just, a very uh, diplomatic young man, which would make sense. <laughs> being that you're catering to the whole of the motherfucking craft beer thing. So do you know what? For I don't even really know if I know this story, so we might as well get the uh, the background things. Um, how did Brewhead start? Like, how did that shit even come about? I don't know if we've ever discussed this in, before. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have. Um, Brewheads. It kind of started as more. Um, it was originally just going to be. I just made a logo for home brewing, so I designed the logo first. For who's home, like you? Uh, for me, yeah, I just put it on some bottles you that I made. Or you did? Yeah, um, I haven't in a while, but okay. I was uh, doing some brews. All right, and then slapped sticker on some bottles and threw it on Instagram. People were liking it, um, and I was thinking about taking a beer blog. I never thought of doing any merch or anything like that. And then, when people, was this, by the way? This was probably three years ago. All right, still so, twelve. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it went, people were bugging me for stickers. Then after the stickers, then it went shirts. So then finally we were like, all right, let's just make this, make it a full brand. And then just did, you know, shirts, glasses, hats, and, you know, it is what it is now. No shit. Um, where did the name come from? Was that the sound that you all called yourselves because you drank brews or some uh, shit? Or did someone else say it? Do you like ran with it or? I don't remember the, like, the real story of exactly how it came about, but I was trying to think of different names and came across like, you know, you got potheads, you got gearheads, um, you know, so we're like, all right, what about, you know, we're like, oh, beer heads sounds weird. So like brew heads covers both the craft beer. It, does, it, it rolls off yeah, the tongue. It's, it has a, yeah. yeah, it has a nice, uh, you know, sound to it. I like it. One, one might even use the word in a rap song, potentially. Possibly. Oh. It could make a good rap song. <laughs> potentially, it, it might. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, that's dope. So fucking... Uh, it's it's definitely cool because I don't really know off top. You might be able to, but I don't really like. I, I consider myself somewhat connected to the beer world. I don't know if there's any other like like craft beer merch brands that aren't like oh I got a Sierra, Sierra Nevada T-shirt or you know like a brewery specific gear. Like it, I think it's a pretty niche market. Like do you have a lot of without going into like that? Is is it a fairly niche market? Is there a lot of other brands doing similar things or not in the same? So maybe capacity or the same sort of intention as you are, as in to celebrate craft beer, because that's yeah. What, that's how Scotty and I always there's a couple it. other, and there are more and more other brands popping up that are doing it. Uh, some are more on the art side. Some are you know making the typical shirts that are real obvious that they're about beer. Um, there's there's a ton of other brands out there popping up now. Okay, uh, but you know everybody's kind of just jumping on it. You know, craft beer is blowing up and of course there's going to be gear and stuff like that. But I got to give a shout out to craft beard from San Diego. Cause yeah, he's the really. homie that does it as well. And, uh, we bounce ideas off each other and show, you know, tons of respect. Now you mentioned that. Would you say that there's a lot of like one thing to Scott, you know, I, I have given many examples on the show before of, of, um, 
with like, like, like a community within the craft beer world as in like in hip hop like me and Nosh like going around it's not you know we find dudes we connect with they show love but like there's a lot of there's probably more hate and jealousy and other nonsense than that whereas in craft beer everyone seems to be like yo you go to a brewery like oh where else are you going today oh you need to go check them out they're fucking awesome you need to blah 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 is there a similar thing like you and Rudy have found from craft beer of have oh, a connection yeah, would you sure. say the other merch brands like do you know the other dudes who do similar things or is it more like um no some of them some of them have reached out um or they you know they'll say stuff and they'll show you know they'll show respect and other ones you know um kind of keep their keep their space i mean i guess in anything with competition you know you don't always i guess interact with one another right uh, directly but i'd say there's definitely a, a community for sure i mean in every culture aspect or whatever there's always going to be you know your clicks that are you know, look down on people or like, you know, you're not as good. But I mean, for the most part, craft beer is a pretty humble and open community. Yeah, we've seen that for sure, which is pretty fucking dope. It makes me happy. How do you feel about that, Scotty and Nosh? It's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I, I agree totally. I, I love when everyone's vibing on the same level and, uh, you know, no building one's throwing hate around. Building together. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. You know, and, and all aspects of it, whether it be the, you know, the branding aspect or the brewing aspect or what we're doing right now, you know, sharing yeah. our, our uh, beer experience in, in podcast form, so to speak. Yes. Um, I just love when people are about it. Like we had uh, uh, Dave, Dave from Detroit. Dave you know, Chico- from Good Seacott. From Good Port, yeah, Seacott, yeah. Dave? Dave Seacott from Good You did his t That was our first uh, Skype podcast we did with him from Detroit. Very true. Mm. But yeah, it's just good to see everyone on the same level and wanting to help everyone else out. And uh, it's a really cool scene. I don't really see any beef happening within the, the craft yeah. beer world. So or is uh, it's, a be- it's a beautiful thing. Maybe there is. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I- I'm not aware of it, but I reckon maybe it's like be- on some Twitter fingers things. Everyone's like just online. <laughs> Twitter what? Fingers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Highly likely. I ain't really seen too much. I swear I've seen Seriously. some people talk like bitching, but I don't know. I guess it's like anything if you get too deep in it and then people start fucking having to cry about like shit that really doesn't matter. Yeah. There's some stuff with like, uh, and I think in like more in the beer trading community, they get mad at people. They call them like hoarders or something like that. Like people that have, really, yeah, they have like <laughs> rare beers. They don't want to share or trade or the ones that buy, like go to the store and like buy all of the rare ones. So like they don't, you know, they'll go buy 10 instead of two each or something. But you know, yeah, that's I, the only I, thing I've I, seen. Okay. So. I can understand that. Like I'd be mad at them too. Fuck those guys taking all the good beers it's hard enough to get shit as it is like the shit you went through scott to get the damn headies man absolutely Fully. well i much i, I do want to speak of some beef that i do have within the beer world though I, I i think let's, let's air it out mate air it out <laughs> I, i'm i'm gonna segue the fuck out of this that was that was great oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah hey so we wanted to talk about one of my favorite uh breweries here in toronto which is yes. mill street yeah they do a bunch of uh, Entire lineup of fantastic brews. They do organic seasonal brews. mixer packs, organic brews, uh, and then they have their kind of uh, you know their main beers they do all the time. Um, but in the news, we found an article recently uh, that they were bought out by Anheuser Busch. You know the Labatt is Labatt owned by Anheuser. Labatt is owned by Anheuser Busch. No yeah. shit, I didn't know that. So okay. and me. we'll talk about it in a bit. But they're also purchasing another large uh, beer company to essentially run a monopoly within the like. The world, uh, like the brewing world, yeah, they're yeah. they're gonna be essentially have their hand in everything. So um, it's dangerous. I'm though. never a big fan of selling out. I know in you know in the rap world too, you always kind of look down upon people who sell out, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of sucks to see uh, someone like Mill Street 
sell out, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, if if they're keeping the product the same, I guess I, I can't really hate too much. I mean, you know, they've built their brand up this far and now they're, you know, they were approached by a large company for, I'm assuming, a, a ton of money to purchase the product. And uh, uh, $10 million, just to put it out there. Was that what that is a lot of money, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and from what I understand, it, it, the, the article that I have here, which is the Toronto Star, which is generally not, uh, you know, it's a fairly... The most accurate. What, like believable, you know, there's not too much mm. bullshit. Reputable. Um, thank you, reputable. It doesn't, um, it doesn't say how much, like what percent they own, unfortunately. I would like to know, but they're saying they're making an immediate 10 milli investment to expand the production and packaging. Yeah. By like 15%, um, I think it said, right? Or Growth, yeah. Growth. Uh, okay. Well, it doesn't actually growth, yeah. say what it's worth. So, like, this is kind of what what I I would like to get into is like the you know the impact of something like this, but then also the kind of like the fact that it's different. Like, you know, say with music, like you said, Scotty. Like for Brad and I, there's a difference between selling out like Black Eyed Peas, as talented as say Will I Am is as a producer and as an artist. Like they sold, excuse me, the motherfuck out. Because the music that they made was terrible, poppy bullshit to appeal to an audience and they did stuff that potentially wasn't them and changed who they are to for success and for money. Right, right. And the inherent thing, now I'm not, like like 360, Brad, like the, no, yeah. uh, I gotta stop calling you Brad. Um, I don't give a shit, mate. Everyone everyone needs to know at some stage, just keep it going. Sorry, mate. All right, I appreciate that, mate. 60. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Fucking you. Fucking uncle, man. <laughs> I love you, cunt. Um, 60 made some music that some people or the rap world that we came up in in Australia was saying that he yeah. sold out at the same token I think like I believe that's where his heart was and you know he fucked with pop and, and he blew up like a motherfucker off this so I'm not mad at him because he did what he had to do some dudes try to keep the, the keep a real thing too serious and then just mm-hmm. being jaded old underground motherfuckers but in yeah. craft beer I feel like there's like there is a definition. Hip hop means everything. Craft beer means a parameter. You can put craft beer definitions in a little box and you can say that craft beer makes, I believe, I looked it up the other day, it was like 6 million barrels a year. It can only be up to 25% owned by a large brewer and there's some other stuff. I don't know if that's to, 100%. To be defined as craft, what you mean. Yeah, so yeah, there is yeah. a definition, less, right? It was more, less, it, it was like smaller than that. It's probably smaller than that, right? This is just a real quick thing I looked up when we were at uh, Bose. So... Now, with craft beer, like, you know, soon, it's a good thing, Scotty, you're right. They're not touching, or at least this article says that Labatt are not touching uh, the recipes, just like Anheuser-Busch don't ch- uh, touch, you know, they didn't touch a lesion or Sinatra or um, uh, what are the other motherfuckers they bought out? Like Goose Island, all that stuff. The whole yeah. point, they bought them in the first place is for their beer expertise. All it's they do is spread it. scale. Yeah. It's called scale. Right. That's all they do, right? right? So, but I mean, to they start off like that. Who knows when they have their hands in things? How you know, you know, maybe they start changing the recipe. That it's all about you know business, right? Yes. And essentially, it's how much money can we make? So that to me would entail cutting corners. You know, uh, you know, adding an ad, adding an adjunct yeah, yeah. here or there. Exactly. So that to me, when you, when you start compromising quality, that's when I have an issue. And if you're brewing it the exact same way and you're letting them do their thing, you're just buying them up and giving them more room to expand their product. I'm cool with that. And like, if I start seeing good beer and more bars, that's only a good thing. Yeah. But it's when they start having their hands in things. We talked about this with uh Creamore. Yes. And I, I, I don't know if we had like proof to back it up, but we were talking about the lot nine Pilsner and, uh, I got something for you on that, actually. I got to tell you something. 
Can okay, break talking? it down. No, break you, it down. Explain, <laughs> explain the story and then I'll tell you the... Yeah, so we, we uh, in like a, a video review we did, uh, we reviewed um, Creamore's Lot 9 Pilsner and it was the first beer they'd produced after being bought out by, is it Labatt Craig or... Uh, it was Molson. Molson, sorry. Oh. So um, we have had other Creamore beers and liked them and then had this one and there was a different taste to it. It didn't taste like Creamore's mm. other beers. Well. And uh, Craig specifically was very suspicious about it and was like, it's just too ironic that mm. right after they got bought out, they made a beer that's way shitter than all the other beers. They, yeah. <laughs> they, they branded it kind of cool. It looked, yeah, it looked, it looked nice. cool. And I they, bought it. And they and were like, spreading what? it everywhere mm. and, and it's like, cool, cool, cool. And uh, I'm a f- I like Pilsners. I, I yeah, think Pilsners are great, okay. and it just didn't really do much for me. Mm. So we kind of called them out on it, and Craig apparently has some information about I that. I did. I, I posted it in my review on uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, sorry, as I do, right? Like my thoughts on it, which was just before, like a day or two before we did the video. Um, I did the fucking uh, the Lot 9 review. So, and I just saw this. I don't know if you guys, the dude actually sent it to me back in late April and I only got it now because um, Instagram, tra- the dude direct messaged me, a guy, the, the Creamore Brewer direct messaged me oh, shit. Um, oh, nice. about it because he was commenting on the, on the thing. He was com- oh, you know, okay. and saying that. So then he was like, hey man, I'll just read it out. It's not very long, but just to say, and I thought this was very fucking cool what he said. And this is going to answer some of the questions. Yep. I, I'm kind of glad we, I forgot to tell you this. This is really convenient. Yep. Um, he said, hey man, sorry for not getting back to you sooner. This one was all us and what our brewer originally intended. When we launched our pills in 2007, we were worried people would see it as a light beer and amp the alcohol to 5.3%. We saw the error of our ways and if you're familiar with our brand, you know our cans look awfully similar on, on the shelf. That's the idea behind the new look. And he asked me, do I still have the can? On the bottom is a batch code. If you can find it, I can look into it as maybe you're not the only one that has had a bad can. And if there's a problem, we're here to support. Oh. So basically he said his name and wow. he's the quality service ambassador for Eastern Ontario and he'd love to answer any questions. So wow, I, hit, I pretty, hit him back uh, like last yeah. week when I saw it. So I thought that was, first of all, that's wow. fucking cool that the, that, the dude really actually cool. bothered to get back to take some responsibility. Yeah, man. I thought that was fucking crazy. Fully. Companies don't do that shit these days. Particularly ones that are owned by, you know, Molson Coors, which Molson's, I guess, with big dogs like that. Sorry, Molson is uh, AB is InBev as well. So thought that was pretty cool. Even Mm. though it's still, if it's all them, then they just fucked the fuck up, really. That's all they did. They just made a shit beer. Sorry, boys. Yeah, and that that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, You can't. But, um, Check this as well. Like, so some on the other side, like, I agree with you, Scott, and I feel like, you know, crafting needs to be craft. And the reason why we drink them in the first place is that they're craft. The only upside I see for Mill Street, for me personally, is that it's going to be available in Quebec. And I can finally get Mill Street. I can get Bose everywhere now. Now I can get Mill That's Street. Dope. That's pretty fucking good for Ontario, right? Now, That's great. Wrong. Uh, yeah. Some mm. feedback, two different bits of feedback on the other side. I want to see what all you guys think. First dude, one homie, Jason, uh, who I want to have. I told you about him. Uh, Jason is a tour guide in Toronto. He does beer tours. I want to have him on the podcast yep. uh, next time I'm in town. Um, Jason was saying he's like, they're not going to change the beer. And he's like, well, you know, th- these guys have been working for years. They've put in, you know, all the hustle and they, they, uh, that's it. Like, this is why they were working for this. You know, if you, anyone would have taken a, a payday um, sure. to do it, you know. And then he's like, who knows what they're going to do next? They might go and start another craft beer with all their $10 million. Right. That's that was true. feedback yeah. one. Second yep. feedback was from Corporate Nick, the bloke who works at Bose, who's the, who's the same guy that we had, Brad, on my birthday. The tour? What yep. a mad dog. Shout yeah. out to Nick. <laughs> He's a top cunt. That was real. Nick said, 
uh, he's like, they physically got to their peak of what they could achieve as craft brewers. They can't expand anymore. Like Bose use their own trucks. Bose only go 24 hours away from their brewery. That's as far as they distribute, right? right? Yeah. So I, I don't know about Mill Street, but I assume it's somewhat similar. So they physically couldn't expand any more than what they already have with the current situation. Therefore, the next immediate step, unless they wanted to make it a lifestyle brand, which means that you just continue as it is. But and you you bottom out or, or you like even out, sorry, and just kind of go with exactly. what you have. Yeah. And they were focused on growth. So to focus on growth, you got to sell out and get investors. So essentially they, you know, AB InBev need craft because like they're the only market segment that's growing. All domestic beers are dropping. So from you guys, what are your thoughts on that as far as like, you know, only option is, you know, you want to expand, but your only option is to take money and also the fact that, oh, well, maybe they'll go and uh, make another brand. Like, what, what do you, do you think that that excuses selling out to these fucking pieces of shit who don't value craft beer and, and um, for what it is? I, yeah, I think, <laughs> I guess it's kind of hard to differentiate when a load of money is stuffed in your face, right? It's like, that's like, life-changing money for a bunch of people so unfortunately sometimes it comes to a point where it's like you know you have to i don't want to say have to sell out because it's not necessarily Mm. selling out like you can still more of a like i think you can still stay true to the brand um but just i I don't know if you can call it craft anymore when you become that big Mm. and that kind of craft to us it's supposed to be a home business that's what I'm used to seeing. Like some some homegrown people just love beer and they brew because they fucking love it. Yeah, right. and just happen to be boss with no preservatives and proper. So right, that's that's what I usually think. But then yeah, these big dogs come along. Right. So this, yeah. I think if yeah maybe if they if they like you said branch off and start something new, start another little brand that maybe they're going to bring up again. Um, it kind of needs to seem like a small business. It can't be oh some massive company owns this. I don't want to make some. Silly. The, the problem is, I think, is the word craft is thrown around too it's overused now, too yeah. easily because everyone's just slapping the word craft on everything they make and just assume people are gonna and people do take it. It's trendy. Yeah, they, it's I mean, it's trendy it right now. Like there's craft beer bars everywhere. Every bar is called craft something now, right? Mm. Yeah. So, um, but when it comes down to it, alcohol's big business, right? So when when you become a popular brand and people like your product, there's gonna be a big company that's gonna approach you with a ton mm. of money and. Try to buy you up. Um, it's gonna make the right compromises, I suppose. I, I guess, yeah. That's you, hard when, like you said, because for for me, it's it all comes down to the quality of the product. I want good beer. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what packaging or label is on it. I just want a good tasting beer made well by passionate people, and that seems to be um, the beers that I generally go for. But when you get a big company getting their hands in things, I feel like anything can happen. You know, they say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna keep the product how it is," and they say, "Oh, you know, we're just gonna kind of." Uh, up the production but then all of a sudden they're changing this that and the other and now it's not the same beer anymore right and i've seen it before i've seen beers change from like their original recipe like even i used to i used to drink stella artois before my craft beer days and uh they i remember they changed the recipe it used to be 5.2 percent and i really liked it before and then they changed it to five percent and i don't know what they did to the recipe but it wasn't yeah it wasn't the same anymore Mm. and Maybe to a lot of people, they wouldn't notice the kind of little minute changes to it, mm. but I noticed it, and I was like, no, this isn't what it used to be. It's not the product that I, I used to loved. Love. Yeah. yeah, so... I think they they brew it 
domestically now is in whatever market it is, they brew it here. I know Heineken does that. So it's it different water, right? Yeah. Different shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's really not the same product at all. T- literally, it's yeah. not the same product. Yeah. 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 And they change. It's almost it like McDonald's when you go to. You know, Germany to have a cheeseburger tastes so much better than in the fucking states. Or if you have a cheeseburger in in New Zealand when you're connecting somewhere, like dude, McDonald's tastes the, different the, the everywhere too. Yeah, yeah, fully. Yeah. The cows get fed different shit. Yeah, where's the meat? You Where shit can. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Phil? What's your thoughts? I'd on say that? it's it's not well, it's not the only option either. I mean, if you look at Dogfish, um, Anchor Steam, New Belgium. Uh, Stone, Brewdog, like they're Damn. they're bigger. Even Sam Adams, I mean, they're huge and they keep growing and growing and growing. And they haven't sold out, and they keep denying a lot of uh, the money. offers and things like that. Right. And I think that's kind of where it it depends what's more important. Like, is it um, are you tr- are do you have like almost I don't want to say ego, but are you trying to stay so true, or is it you know a business strictly business money decision? Or, I don't know, some business owners are maybe like, hey, man, I'm tired of doing this. You know, like, we're struggling or, you know. Yeah, they, just cash they, out, right? Yeah. Someone throws a bunch of money at you. Yeah, sure, I'll take it. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, part of me sees it, it can be, it's like a double-edged sword. So, imagine if there was no shitty beer. If everybody was drinking good beer, there was just <laughs> corporate There was corporate beer that was, you know, and then you had, mm. and then you had like, the craft, the smaller stuff. That would be awesome. But at the same time, I'm... I can't stand corporations, so I kind of like no matter what good it could bring, I'm still like against it. But that's me personally being against the corporate world right. of just you know money, you know. So right. So what options would you say that like I guess this is it's way too simplified. Like someone saying, "Oh, Mill Street had no other options." Like uh, I actually read the other day, oh, it was someone. I think we discussed it. One of you guys we talked about it. Uh, Duvel. No, Firestone Walker in the States oh, yeah. did a deal with um, Duvel, which is a family-owned company, and Firestone's yeah. a family-owned company. Duvel is in whatever, Belgium or... Yeah, yeah, the Belgian, yeah. And, and they just collabed, and now they've worked it out themselves. Neither That's of them cool. are, are fucking mega monolith com- corporations and shit, but they're now... Are you sure have, Duvel's I not mean, owned du- by a bigger company? Well, yeah, I think they just... They, they helped... I don't know if they... Yeah, they're not owned by a bigger company. They they're worked not? it okay. out. So... No, neither. They they help each other out is what I'm saying. They have a deal now. I don't know what the deal is, but they did that. So what did Dogfish do? What did do you know off the top head? Like what no, did any I, of I those don't. guys do? No, I don't. I think it's just a matter of like when you when you get bigger and you want to go bigger, you have to, I guess, as far as like, I mean, brewing capacity obviously expand, but I think a lot of what comes down to it is distribution. I was about to say. So I don't know how it works out is it, I was going to say, is it like a record label where you can get a distribution deal? And you can just like, all right, well, take my beer and just distribute it. Like, does it work like that? Because I know there's distributors. Remember, Scotty, we were before, like, I remember ages ago, we contacted the du- the distributor who did the, um, was it called St. Peter's? Remember those little hip flask bottle yes. brand? And yep, we hit him yep. up and the dude was like, yeah, I can I can throw in an order for you. And I thought he thought, I think he thought we we're going to get a case of each. We're like, hey, can yeah, you yeah, get yeah. two well, of everything? One of each. <laughs> yeah, we get two of everything and then he can just deliver them to our door. And like, <laughs> I legit thought that was a way because we were like, how are we yeah. going to get these imported beers? So these motherfuckers are licensed distributors of certain products. They must pay for the license in that uh, territory. So therefore, if, if distribution is the issue... I don't know if they have them out west in Canada. I haven't been out there for a while, but um, you know, I don't think they had them in Winnipeg when I went from memory. So they probably got similar distribution to Bose in that they 
you know, are, are just within whatever, a 24 hours drive or some shit. I know Bo said they're in upstate New York. So clearly as, as a, you can cross a fucking border. So what are they missing? So there, are, be... so there are options, right? There are options, yeah. So I, I don't know what it is, but... Um, yeah, I don't know how it works between Canada and the U.S. Yeah. But yeah, distribution is always a problem. I feel like um, that can cause things. But at the same time, I, maybe just personally, obviously not from a business standpoint, I like... So as I like the smaller breweries where you can't get them, so when you travel, it makes it exciting. Or when you go to a new exactly. city, even if it's not from that state or whatever, you see beers that you're like, oh, I can't even get that, so you'll buy it. Like I've seen stuff I hear that we can't get, but you know everybody in Canada can get, and right. you know that's. Um, I feel like that's kind of part of the fun. It. If you could get everything everywhere, I mean, I feel hey, like with, that with with, with Hetty Topper, I stood in line at ten in the morning at some beverage warehouse in Vermont that I had to. You know, I got up at seven in the morning from Montreal to drive in the morning to get this beer. And that was part, that was more than half the fun, right? And then you get it and it's like so exciting. And then you try it, it probably tastes way better just because it was such an adventure just to get it. But I think there becomes a point um, where you kind of have to make a decision because um, Alchemist, who brews uh, Hetty Topper, has kind of said they don't want to expand um, oh. their production. They kind of want to stay true exclusive. to what they have, keep it hard to get, keep it exclusive, nice. yeah. and uh, keep, respect keep that the more. demand high yeah, like, and the you know the the amount the of product low. low. Yeah, the yeah. production low. So, that kind of makes it classic. It's already been renowned. But I guess that, that's it, it. Comes down to being a decision, right? And and Hetty Topper is rated one mm. of the best beers in the entire world, and I think part of that is because of the exclusivity i mean it's a great beer but it's also mm. because it's hard to get you can't get it in every bar you go to it's and a high-end fashion items. right exactly yeah, that's like yeah. That. um that's a really good point i was actually just sort of scanning this article and when i first read it i mustn't have uh, read it in detail so uh, a quick interesting point was i said this dude michael duggan from duggan's brewery yes um yes. he was an original co-founder of mill street did you i saw that i did okay. read that yeah uh, sorry this just hit me now i didn't see that and he said uh, he left in 2007 because they already had other investors then and they valued And he wasn't prof- going in the, the right direction. Right? Yeah, yeah, profit over craft. And this was in 2007. So the, I guess Dang. they've been having that. And his question, he says here, like, will the public embrace a Mill Street run by Labatt? I've got the feeling the answer is no. Now, that's coming from a craft, like a fucking a craft dude who, like, yeah. lives and mm. breathes that shit. That sounds like that most of us. Because, like, every dollar spent on Goose Island is a vote for big corporate beer now every dollar spent on mill street is the same vote and that's i guess so yeah you know like i can't front like if i went to a bar here and i had mill street on tap uh, you know i don't well, know if i'd say now i'd be like what the fuck yeah you know also like, if you if you read in that in that same article um i don't know if you remember um the the tall boys uh, beverage house or whatever it's called it was a, it's a beer yeah, bar on bloor street they just had the yeah. cans they've so, actually yeah. taken them they pulled them from their uh their bar after yeah. the acquisition the from anheuser bush so, so i, I don't like, know if that's they're trying to like brad was saying earlier he's like maybe it's a shout to get in the media but that's a pretty big move to be like oh no they they were bought out we're pulling all their beers from you know from Don't, the the menu it's also them taking a stand as like hey man we want to fucking keep it craft keep it right. real right is it that is that, is that what they're doing or are at, they just at the same yeah. time, maybe it's a bit of both yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit of both i think hmm. it's really interesting though so i guess you know being that i only have like Brad you texted me like whatever earlier this week ago, with, yeah. and i was like i was pretty like fuck i was pretty upset like i was yeah cuz somebody all. told me i was like what the fuck is like you knew i'm i'm a beer guy like compared to you guys no way so it's just like when yeah. someone told me that, I was like, I have to fucking tell these guys. They probably know. But, man, I was like shocked because the last time we had uh, 
Paps was, yeah, like a year ago or more in Montreal, got absolutely maggoted. Worst hangover of life. <laughs> yes, that was the... And I, I, I talked about that all the time. not fun at all, man. Yeah, been telling people about, about horrible preservatives in beer. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's the segue to that conversation. Well, to finish off the, this particular episode, then I think we will do a part two because we haven't even touched on much Gonna else to, aside mate. from Brewhead. So I'm going to finish this one. There's a little quiz at the end of this article and it's called Is That Craft Beer? Or crafty, and there's I think like up to twenty different examples, and you can click on whether it's craft or corporate. So I'm gonna we, we can do Ooh, it real quick. Nice, that would be a great quiz. Yeah. I'm gonna right. fail it for sure. Number one, Alexander Keith's corporate. <laughs> oh mate, Come corporate. On. Corporate. They're owned by AB InBev. Two, Creamore Springs. Corporate. Cor- corporate. Corporate. We discussed that. Owned by Molson yeah. Coors. Uh, Flying Monkeys. Craft. I'd say Christ, nice. yeah. Sure. Craft, bitches, Barry on one, yeah. one for the good guys. Number four, Goose Island. We already corporate. know. We know. Corporate. corporate. Number five, Granville Island. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's be, hopefully um, craft. But they're oh, so... Corporate. I'd say craft. Corporate. Corporate. Whack. They're owned by Molson Coors. cheating. That's why. Oh, yeah, no, because I had That's the why they're on. everywhere. That's why you find them on tap. If you that's find a bunch of beers everywhere. on tap, yeah, it's, pretty, it's a dead giveaway. Uh, number six, Great Lakes Brewery, the Ontario one. That's not craft. craft. That's definitely craft. Craft, craft as a cut, mate. Yeah. Number seven, Hop City. Um, oh, they're on tap too. everywhere, though. Really? They're oh. on tap everywhere. I'd say corporate. I'm upset already. Phil? Uh, I originally thought it was craft, um, but then when I found it out like that it was from Canada, then I was like, oh, shoot. So, so Phil corporate. can get it in Arizona, in Phoenix. Oh, really? So it's corporate Damn. for sure, then. And it's owned by Moosehead. Uh, but they're independent. More, Moosehead claims to be the last like independent major uh, brewery in Canada. Or that, do you know what? Their... It's probably the size of their output that dis- disqualifies uh, right, them that from puts craft. Them over the, okay, yeah. And, and now Hop City's under that. Uh, we already well, number eight Junction Craft. Oh, Junction? Craft! It's right by my house. Oh. Yes, sir. That was a great day. The guy couldn't understand me when I said flight. No, yeah, he tried to order flight. <laughs> Jesus that happened Christ. the other day as well. Like everywhere I go, can I get a flat? And they just look at me. I'm like, Diggle stuff. You talk funny. It's that one word. <laughs> what the I know, fuck man. did you say? You can't, I know. you can't get that word. Um, number nine, Kensington Beer. Kensington uh, Craft. Brewing. Craft is mm-hmm. a bitch. Number 10, Lake of Bays. Uh, craft. No idea, yeah. I was just up uh, in, in up north, uh, right? cottage country. And it yeah, was, Baysville, yeah. Ontario. I don't yeah. know what half of these are. Oh, yeah, because I'm sorry, Phil. This is probably more for the So Canadian, much Ontario. Sorry, mate. Left Field Brewery. Uh, craft, hundred percent craft. Based in Toronto, mad people. Tell we me gotta to go there. Out. It's on the Danforth, man. I want to check really? it out. Yes, Goodness. next trip, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm done. Cunts. Number twelve, Mill Street. Yeah, sea yeah. words. Um, number thirteen, Muskoka. Oh, gotta be crafty. Oh. oh, the big one, Muskoka Brewery. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna say craft. They were craft. They yeah, fuck it. I've, I've no idea. Yeah, no, I guess Phil wouldn't know. I don't know. That I'm going to say craft. Pretty sweet, though. Independent brewer? Yep, craft based yeah, in Bracebridge. That's, that's good. Because I see them a lot. They're, they're in Toronto. They're all over the place in Toronto. Yeah, really I think good. they're just one of the larger ones that maybe yeah, that makes investments, sense. but yeah. they're not that. Uh, 14, Nickelbrook. Craft. Oh, craft for sure. Shout craft. out Nickelbrook. I'm going to go see these blokes soon. Yeah, man. Oh, they're fucking dope. Uh, yeah, 15, Sawdust City. Craft. craft. Yeah, with the Lone Pine IPA. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Gravehurst, Ontario. Number 16. Sorry, though, got Shock excited, top. but it's oh, good. Oh, definitely Speak craft shit. all the way. <laughs> Shock oh, top. No, that's, no, that's all craft. All craft. The Rattlers are my so favorite delicious. craft brewer. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. Sleeman. God, I hate that. Uh, corporate. Mm. Yep. Owned by Sapporo. 18, Steam Whistle. Craft. Nice craft, yeah. No, this actually, because is... their output, like, they are craft, but they, they do huge numbers. 
There, this is a craft. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen Unibrew. That's the corporate. Quebec one. Yeah, the Quebec one. Shit, I have no idea. Uh, they're corporate because they're owned whack. by a Sapporo. Oh, whack! It's well, they're still, owned still, by. Hey, yeah. come front. Still good beer. And lastly, Upper Canada. Upper Canada. Oh, uh, no corporate. Yes, I said yeah. craft. I thought craft, no, and it's fucking owned by Sapporo. For sure. Well, fuck my ass and call me Barry. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> G'day, Baza. How are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that look, Strat. You just looked at Scott like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I fucking got you, mate. Yeah, yeah I know. I was like, damn. All right, well, look, that's it for this episode, the part one. Uh, so real quick, we're going to wrap up the what? sponsors. It's kind of lovely that all our sponsors are kind of right yeah. here with us right now, aren't they? You know except, what, for, uh, except for Original Gentlemen, everyone's here. Everyone's here. Yeah, we'll, but we uh, all have beards. We so. all have beards because we're all here. Oh, oh, wow, we do. Yes, we <laughs> I was, gonna men- I was actually going to mention that earlier. I'm going to trim mine tomorrow. Wow, actually. this yeah. is just a man fest right here. A big so, man fest. Final shout out to the sponsors. Brewheads. Brewheads. What do they get? 15% off. What's the code? Beer and other shit. So B-A-S. B-A-O-S. B-A-O-S. Close enough. <laughs> That'll do. Scotty, what's the second one? Damn it. Uh, I don't know what order we do it in, man. Uh, original Gentleman. Note studio. Oh, no. Original Gentleman. Uh, the Original Gentleman. Plural.com. Uh, uh, 10% off for promo code beer. How close was I? That was perfect. I don't think it's The Original Gentleman. I think it's just Original Gentleman. Original Gentleman. Yes, Otherwise, you're right. You're right. Google yes. it. I don't fucking remember. Uh, yeah. No. Sh- your, your there we go. Lastly, we've got uh, Illinois Studios. Uh, I will mix and master all your good stuff. Give me uh, a shout, 15% off, match Uncle Philly. Go to themovementfam.com, press contact, and just let them know that you heard uh, about Illinois Studios via the Beer and Other Shit podcast. And lastly, do you know what? Don't worry about high season because if you're fucking shit at social media, mate, I can't you. help you. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you're kind of fucked. You're kind of fucked. Yeah. So part one, catch us uh, in two weeks' time at part two. Because that's how long we're going to wait before we record it. Nah, I'm just Lies, mate. Okay. We're doing it right oh, now. <laughs> we're doing it right now. All right. One, two, two. three. Catch, Catch your cunts. cunts.